Welcome back. You're listening to Peter Walkton from Walkton Entertainment and welcome again to our podcast show. Here we talk about everything and anything that is film related, including film reviews, celebrity interviews, and I'm a downright personal film collector and general movie geek. Today I've got yet again another special treat for our listeners where we have an interview with young Mike Manning. Mike Manning stars in the latest film called Slapface, which is actually released exclusively to the Shutter Streaming Network. This is in fact a horror film and I'm very, very excited to play back the conversation that I had with Mike. Without further ado, let's get into the podcast. If you've not heard of Slapface before, don't stress. I'll give you a little quick introduction to what this film's actually about and then we're going to jump straight into the interview with Mike Manning as promised. Slapface, as mentioned, is a horror film. It follows a young boy by the name of Lucas, played by August Maturo, is a young boy trying to deal with the loss of his mother. Often, Lucas gets in trouble with the law and Lucas has been given several and multiple stern warnings about his behaviour. Lucas lives with his older brother, called Tom, played by Mike Manning, the man we're about to interview. But their relationship as brothers is pretty questionable and rather unsettling. Tom generally doesn't care for his little brother and he picks on him consistently. He also doesn't care what Lucas does with his time and doesn't generally worry that Lucas is getting in trouble, particularly with the law. At night, when the two brothers come together, they sit down and they play a very unsettling game called Slapface, which is a way for these two people to vent their frustration, or at least that's how Big Brother Tom sees it. But for young Lucas, life is about to make a very dark change. After Tom meets a young girl and welcomes her to stay over as long as she wants, he begins to prioritise her even more over poor young Lucas. Feeling sad and feeling pretty annoyed at his older brother, Lucas accepts a dare from his friends unlike anything he's ever been dared before. Lucas is dared to walk around a scary old abandoned house and while accomplishing this dare he unexpectedly meets a very creepy large witch and you know after his first encounter Lucas wakes up thinking perhaps what he saw was just a mere dream but it's not long until many strange events begin to occur and I guess the question for Lucas is is how far is he willing to go with his new encounter before it's too late. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let's check out the interview with Mike Manning, who is one of the leading actors in this tremendous film. Joining me today is a person who is an Emmy winner. He's an actor, producer, director, writer, and he's featured in some hit TV series shows, which include Days of Our Lives, Teen Wolf. He's also featured in films including The Call and Son of the South. Naturally, I'm talking about the talented Mike Manning. Greetings, Mike. How are you today? Uh, good, Peter. I'm better now with that intro. I'm going to bring you everywhere. Thank you. <laughs> you are very talented. And obviously within Slutface 2021, uh, a couple of things to add. You do serve as a leading actor in this film and you are a producer in this film. And I must lift my glass to you because as of this morning, Rotten Tomatoes are deeming this a 100% score, which is an absolute achievement. So that's got to make your day even more. And I have to ask, are you a lover of horror films? And if so, do you have a favourite? Uh, yeah, well, thank you for all of that. Uh, I'm, I'm thrilled that Rotten Tomatoes 
uh, sees in the film what we have, you know, uh, always seen and tried to, you know, put on screen um, and, and are showing us uh, the love. Um, I, I do love horror films. I, you know, I grew up, I, I enjoy being scared. And I think that people in general, that's why horror is so popular, is that people go to the theater to feel something. And uh, in horror, you feel scared. You have the hair on your arm stand up. You have the, you know, the whispers in your ear. And, and I think that, uh, you know, we try to do that with Slapface. We try to stay um, loyal to the genre, but also to have some other fun elements in there and, and some, you know, maybe, you know, some psychological messages in there that I hope audiences will take away. Um, growing up, I loved, you know, when I was younger, I loved old school practical effects like, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, you know, I think when I was younger, I saw The Sixth Sense and that movie stuck with me as being my favorite film that sort of messed me up for a while. Uh, I thought I saw ghosts everywhere. Um, and then and then more recently, I really like, um, you know, psychological moments that have those quiet moments that really let you sit in in that tension, uh, mm -hmm. sort of like Hereditary or A Quiet Place or The Witch, um, you know, that sort of thing. I, I also love fantastical movies. Um, I love like Babadook and I love, yeah. uh, you know, stories that comment on real life, uh, but they're using the genre of horror, sci-fi, whatever it is to sort of tell that story. Very good. You sir, have good taste in films. That's actually quite good to see. And what what attracted you to play this character? So you play a character called Tom, and you're an older brother. Um, you know what what attracted you to play this particular role in this horror film? Yeah, um, I think there's something nice about the simplicity of an older brother uh, just doing the best he can, uh, despite the odds stacked against them. I think that. You know, not only are they poor and Tom has a job and a drinking problem um, that he probably had before the death of their parents, mm. but then their parents die and and Tom is thrust into this role of adulthood and parenthood and he doesn't have any of the tools. He wasn't given this roadmap. He doesn't, he didn't have that period to adjust. You know, when somebody finds out they're going to be a parent, there's sort of this like psychological shift and, yep. and Tom just woke up one day and he's now the guardian of this 12-year-old boy, and yeah. he's doing the best he can. And so I think that there was something beautiful in that. Um, I also like, I love what the character says about, you know, masculinity, um, sometimes toxic masculinity, and the lack of vulnerability, and even the game of slap face, you know, the, yes. the, names, the namesake of the movie, yeah. you know, he when he's literally slapping his little brother across the face mm -hmm. in his mind he's it's not abuse in his mind it's it's a form of discipline and a form of connection and and he thinks that he's doing the right thing in preventing his little brother from being a troublemaker and getting into you know more problems yeah. um and in my mind tom inherited that from his father and that was yeah. how his father disciplined them so there is something you know beautiful about the simplicity of the character um, on the surface, but then also everything that was going on underneath emotionally when he's trying to just get through life and be a good brother. 
Hello, Peter here again. We'll be right back with the remainder of that interview with Mike Manning very, very shortly. But obviously, I wouldn't be doing a good job if I didn't remind everybody that this is actually a 2021 release, which is now available in 2022 for the first time on Shutter Streaming Service. And naturally, we're talking about the film Slapface. I personally thought that this was actually a very good, enjoyable, scary film. And as you would have heard so far from this interview, that... You know, when it comes to the horror aspects of this film, yes, there is a witch in this film, but it also focuses on the horror aspects that can actually occur in the family home and obviously within this young boy's upbringing. And it's a really cool concept, and I was really, really pleased with what this film was able to achieve with such a small cast and few locations. And this film really did hold my investment right to the end. But rather than me talk and talk and talk all day long about this film, what I'm going to do now for you is play the film's trailer and then we're going to cut back to the remainder of the interview that I had with Mike Manning. Once again, I hope you're enjoying this interview and, uh, yeah, we'll be back very shortly. Tom, I know you're trying your best. Mariah! Spit on him. Your mom would have been proud of you, but I don't think she'd feel the same way about Lucas right now. You ready? This is gonna hurt. What? What was that? We were just playing slap face. Did you see it? I grew up down on Bowling Lane. Come back here, pig! Not far from where you guys are at. Lucas, sometimes we do terrible things. We can't help ourselves. I'm a Wiccan. It's like good witchcraft. I never wonder what he does with himself. I mean, where he goes. You don't get it. It's something just for us. There's something you gotta know. Are you good or evil? She doesn't eat up the bad kids. She's their friend. have any sort of inspiration in order to mold and achieve this character i mean your character has moments that i literally was biting my fingernails uh you know it's quite a little you know you have moments basically that are very very dark you know so i guess what i'm sort of wanting to know is was there any inspiration for this character and how did you psych yourself up for some of those more tense and dark moments that you deliver very well on the big screen thank you um honestly Without getting too much into it, I, you know, the idea of, of alcoholism and sort of anger and, and um, I, I have had people close to me that, uh, that I've loved, you know, still love, um, that have, have dealt with those issues. And, and so I did have a bit of real life to sort of pull from um, in some of those, you know, darker moments. Um, and and also I think that those dark moments and the performance in itself just came from a trust uh, that I had with Jeremiah Kipp, our director. Um, the the script, a lot of this story is based on his own life, uh, growing up 
growing up with his grandparents living next to a wood the woods and not you know sort of having like reading Grimm's fairy tales and watching uh you know a lot of these ho- like older horror films mm-hmm. um his mind would wander and he would sort of live in this fantasy world and 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 he was just throughout this whole process one of the things i love about this the script and the story and working with jeremiah is he was just such a deep well to sort of pull from uh, in terms of like, Jeremiah, what what do you think Tom is feeling here? What is this and what is that? And every time I would ask him these questions, he would give me so much to work with. Uh, and also Lucas, you know, um, yeah. August Maturo, uh, this, in the, the same way, there was just such a level of trust and vulnerability that um, that some of, like you said, some of my favorite moments in the film are not necessarily moments that are on the page, yeah. but moments that we found just working together and just sort of being in it uh, with each other. Yeah, it's yeah. tremendous. And you've mentioned August Matera, and I'm going to leap into another question relating to him. So you guys play brothers in this film. You're his older brother in the film. It's very convincing that you guys are brothers to the point that I had to look up IMBD. Is there actually a connection or not? Uh, because the relationship... <laughs> And I'm not making this up. The relationship yeah. is actually really, really convincing. It's obviously very tense. Um, out of curiosity, did you guys do anything together, whether it's on set or maybe you went out and got a burger after hours? I don't know. Did you guys do anything to try and make that relationship as real as possible? Because like I said, um, highly convincing and kudos to both you and August. But yeah, I was just curious, did you do anything to try and perfect that and work on that for the screen? Yeah, I uh, I think we lucked out with August. Uh, yeah. I remember early on in the process, I had my list of choices for Lucas, and then our casting director had her list of choices, Carolyn Sinclair, and then our Jeremiah Kipp made his list of choices, and August Matura was at the top of all of our lists. And yeah. so I was like, man, given his training with the Disney Channel, and I sort of got my start on, on the Disney Channel with hey, Cloud9 yeah. and with, with Crash and Bernstein, and so I, I, I understood sort of, the work ethic that involves being a Disney actor. Mm-hmm. And then I also loved the fact that he had done the nun and sort of understood the, the horror genre. Yeah. Um, so we lucked, we lucked out with him. I, the, an interesting thing about this movie and one of my favorite aspects of it is, is that we, we lived on set half the time. Wow. So, so we, we filmed at this place called Willow Lakes in upstate New York. And, and, uh, we, you know, there were the series of cabins. And so I actually would sleep in the bed that was Tom's bed. I would wake up in the morning and make my coffee in the coffee maker that was Tom's coffee maker. That's and, and it really helped me stay in the character yeah. while I was a producer dealing with all these other things, trying to just stay in it as an actor. And then yeah. August, August and his mom, they had a cabin that was maybe a two minute walk across the lake. And so he yeah. got to stay there and sort of be next to the woods. And and we would definitely hang out when we weren't shooting. The very first day I'm sitting, I'm a big comic book fan, and I'm yeah. sitting on the couch and we're just getting to know each other. I'm like, hey man, how are you? Like, what do you like? What do you do this? And I was like, oh yeah, I really like comic books. Um, and he goes, hold on, I'll be right back. And he, <laughs> he runs away and he runs back and he has a notebook and he opens it and he shows me a comic that he's creating. Not and I'm really. looking at him, I'm like, you're a 12 year old. You're a 12 year old and you're writing your own comic book? Like, we're gonna be friends. That's so, great. Uh, yeah. It's it's tremendous. And that does explain a lot more about what we see in this film. And you mentioned about some of the sleeping arrangements on set, the fact that you slept, you know, on scene. And on set. <laughs> yeah, what what yeah. was the biggest, was there any other big challenges on the film? I mean, you know, was there any sort of challenges? I mean, obviously the film was made during, you know, your pandemic and you got COVID hoopla. Um, but what was the biggest challenge you had while making this film? What was the biggest hurdle? 
I think the biggest hurdle, uh, I definitely lost years of my life. I definitely didn't sleep mm-hmm. for a month, but, uh, but, it, but it was, you know, it was, it was great because we all came at it from this teamwork mentality. Um, and I think at a certain point after a few days, even, uh, I just sort of surrendered to the process and surrendered to, okay, I have to balance all of this. There's nobody else that's going to do some of these producing things that I have to do. There's nobody else that's going to be this character. So I have to do both. I have no choice. I'm yeah. just going to sur- surrender to whatever happens. And um, I'll give you an example. So there was one day where the the 15 pass crew van gets stuck in the mud. We're driving to a, to a location and it gets stuck in the mud and everybody's there. August is there in the back and um, and we're, we're stuck. And, uh, and, and I sent everybody back to set and I was like, okay, we have to rearrange the schedule. I'm going to send everybody back to set. Like we have to stay on schedule. And so I'm sitting yeah. there d- digging in the mud on my hands and knees, digging like the, the mud away from this, the tire, trying to get this van loose. <laughs> a, r- a random neighbor sees me and pulls out a tractor that he owned and helped me pull the, the van out. So he was like, God loves him. And, uh, and so, so I finally get back to set 20 minutes later and I'm, I'm, I, there's mud under my fingernails, on my face, on my clothes. And, uh, and they're like, Mike, you have to, you have to shoot in 15 minutes to stay on schedule. We have to go, we have to shoot this scene. And I remember going in the bathroom and I started washing my hands and I stopped and I was, I looked in the mirror and I was like, you know what? I just have to take the scene from where I am. I said, Tom, Tom is overwhelmed. Tom is tired. Tom has a construction job. Job. Tom gets dirty. So I'm just I'm I'm Tom right now, and uh, and it was the scene where I discover the bullet hole in the wall and confront uh, Lucas about it. Tom confronts Lucas, and in the scene, you know I you know there's some violence and there's some anger there. But then halfway through the scene, I just grab him and I hug him and I just hold him, and and that wasn't written. But at that moment, me as Mike really needed a hug and me as Tom really needed a hug and I just like held him and that's actually one of my favorite moments in the movie and that was just because I was like you know what I can't think about it I just have to get the scene done and whatever happens happens and and I trusted everybody they trusted me and I think we got some some cool moments out of it. You definitely did. That I can definitely assure you of. I uh, I know your time today is very, very precious. I've really enjoyed hearing about all this film. Now, if I give you a quick little summary and close of one opportunity that I'm going to give you, because I've probably got maybe 30 seconds left, what do you want to tell the people of Australia? Why should they subscribe to Shudder and watch this film? The floor is yours. You've got 20 to 30 seconds. What does your heart want to tell the people listening right here, right now? Number one, I love Australia. I I love Australia. I'm a huge scuba diver, and so I love Australia. Um, I think that this movie will scare you, and it will make you feel something, and those are good reasons to go see a movie. There you go. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Manning, thank you so much for your time, and I wish you all the very, very best, and I'm very confident we're going to see more and more of you on the big screen. Once again, Slut Face on February the 3rd. Check it out. I enjoyed it. The people of Australia are in for a treat. All the best. Thank you again for your time. Thank you, Peter. This was awesome. 
There you have it. That concludes our interview with Mike Manning. And once again, I do hope you enjoy these interviews. And I, I was really, really blown away by Mike's performance in this film. But also, young August Matoro, uh, you know, keep an eye out for these two guys because their performances here are very realistic. And I was really surprised how much I enjoyed this film. And even the fact that the film lands on an ending that's actually quite a positive note. And I don't know about everyone here, but for me, you know, I really, really felt this film stayed with me and it left me thinking a fair bit about this film so if you'd like to check out my online review and final thoughts of this film please check out the website of walked in entertainment and i will have those details available in the podcast episode today as well and if you're enjoying the content that we're putting on this particular podcast please hit that subscribe button and even better why not take a brief moment and drop us a review any reviews and any feedback that you give our channel it all definitely helps towards something bigger and something greater Thank you once again for listening and remember, keep watching.